I'm like way far away on production value. This is where I actually eventually want to throw a bunch of shit on the wall, but Melanie and I have no idea how long we're going to be in this house, actually. Like, because we're like talking moving to Texas and everything. Really? Yeah, like, I've been in love with Austin since like, uh, like around August. August I've been, I just tongue tied myself. I've been in love with Austin since I went there in August of 2015. Like, literally the weekend like my mom got diagnosed was when i was over in austin for the rooster teeth convention if you know red versus blue or ruby or anything like that well rooster teeth's like one of the top like media companies that was like really indie um i think they still have like 500 or less employees but um okay nothing silly so like i just fell in love with the city and i sort of fell in love with like media production as a as a thing i could work at and see value come out of it just because of the community that Rooster Teeth had. So that's when, like, right after then, um, or at least going into the next summer after mom passed, I, like, jumped into the first version of of my media companies with a pseudo and spent, like, the whole summer, like, just... I had a creative partner because I'm usually the workhorse type, the very logistics type, and so we just came up with game show ideas and just had like four person podcasts and we used just like iPads and iPhones and like a conference mic to just do all the audio capture. <laughs> and then we would spend the next like, we'd like record it like on Thursday and then spend like the rest of the weekend until I had to go in for like my overnight shift on like Monday or Sunday or something like that, just editing and doing that shit. So by the way, everyone, this is Billy Williams, uh, he is a vendor for a specific brand that I don't think we need to name right now. And a, and a former uh, employee of the same company that I'm a former employee of. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And uh, we actually ran into each other because you were going in to see the Sinbad show at the Orlando Improv. Correct. Right? Yes. And how did you like his show? Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I don't want to lie. I thought it was pretty long. But um, I like the subject, you know, just touching on, like, you know, what it's like to be married and you know family and and kids and and grown kids and shit you know because watching him growing up you know like i used to watch him on hbo back in the day yeah like the comedy jam you know certain stuff like that yeah and obviously a younger guy you know he's just living his life and then they go basically almost like 20 years later and actually see him live you know just talking about you know the the comparisons obviously uh the guy who went up before him yeah yeah yeah, the young man did he keep him up yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did that to yeah. our show, and it felt like it was improvised, and they just bullshitted their way through the rest of the show. It did, it did feel like that, but I actually enjoyed it because you got the one guy who's a lot younger. Yeah, he's like 20, 30 years younger. That kid, was like, like, that kid was like our age, my age. Like, he's like young 20s, like yeah. 25, 27 or something like that. And you see that, and he's like sitting there, like, you know, saying what his life is like, you know, being a male. And you see Sinbad going up there. Basically, like, you know, it's almost like a schooling session. You know, giving him advice. Yeah. I thought it was good, at least for the crowd that I was with, particularly yeah. because, you know, we're young too, so you know, anytime somebody like you know whether it's funny or not, they can like you know spit some knowledge and you know basically like tell you what life is like growing up, yeah, you know, their experiences and what they've been through. Like you know, it's funny, but also taken into consideration. Well, yeah, it's like it's good old knowledge, but it's got Sinbad's energy spin to it because yeah. he's just like he's the ADHD that didn't get uh, medicated, I think, as he put it, and he just went and became a stand-up comic. Yeah, and somehow he had that. He had that one story where, like, he almost got caught for stealing a car or something like that. Like, the cop was, like, knocking on his door. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Yeah, but it was, it, was just, it was just really funny, like, you know, 
being able to see him live just because I watched him growing up. Yeah. Know, a lot of legends like himself, uh, Chris Rock, Mark yeah. Lawrence, you know, like. Have you gone to other live shows before? Um, Actually, this is my third time going to the improv, actually. Um, went there probably about two, three weeks prior and went and saw Godfrey live. Nice. You know, um, I didn't think he was as funny, but, you know, he, he, he kept never the high, like you know? it's weird that like so I got this impression. So like I had a very Christian upbringing. So like I was like my mom, my mom was rational enough that we were OK to like read Harry Potter, like when the first four books were out and everything when I was like in third or fourth grade. But like I didn't know anything about pop music or anything like that. Like I like my mom mentioned 50 Cent long before I even could recognize his face. Like you remember um when the game and 50 Cent were cool. And they had Hate It or Love It come out. Yeah. I thought one was the other. Yeah. Like, I thought the game, just because I had, it was the first music video I think I ever saw. Like, I thought the game was 50 Cent because that was the big name I knew. And the game was 50 Cent. Yeah. Like, just, and then I had to flip that like a year later. Just so, like, had no idea. And, ah, oh, shit. I always do this. I always lose my train of thought. <laughs> what was your point that you were driving off of? Seeing the shows, yeah, growing up seeing, with. Seeing Godfrey and then, like, you know. Yeah, Godfrey. Like, yeah. Like, I had the impression from, like, VH1 and stuff as I was watching that through, like, high school and, like, late middle school that, like, Godfrey was, like, a comedy icon. But I never saw him show up in anything other than, like, VH1 flashbacks when they'd get, like, old people's takes on, like, the 70s. Or yeah, the, like, the like that's so shit, 70s yeah. or that's so, that's so 80s. Like, that was a really good, like, subtle pop culture education. And Godfrey would felt like such, like, a household name in a way. But I never saw a single special out of him. The, honestly, like the, the only thing I really noticed him like that really stands out to me as far as like Godfrey goes was mm -hmm. um, he was in Soul Plane. Um, that was obviously a Kevin the original. The original, yeah, the original. Wait, in Soul Plane. Okay, I was thinking. I was thinking of um, Airplane, the comedy. Yeah, like he was in Soul Plane with, yeah. uh, with Kevin Hart. He was obviously one of the pilots that was uh, on the movie. I mm -hmm. thought his character was 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 very funny, you know, considering. But other than that, I haven't really seen him in anything else. So, you know, obviously when I get there, I always go in there with an open mind thinking like, okay, you know, give anybody a chance. You know, you never. Yeah, exactly. Anybody. Like, so, exactly. Uh, well, especially if like they're getting paid for it. Yeah. So like to me, like, you know, he was funny. It was kind of like, uh, you know, I wish I would have seen like, honestly, I really wanted to see uh, D.L. Hughley. Um, he, yeah. Like, weeks, I think he was there like two weeks afterwards, you know. Obviously, the distractions like DL, came up. But, yeah, DL, um, yeah, DL. Okay, I was thinking of someone else. I was thinking of Lavelle Crawford, who was there a few months ago. Yeah, so, like, I wanted to see him really bad. Um, other comedians I'm into was uh, the Facebook sensation and uh, Wayne Colony. Like, I like his little skits that he do online. So, I'm I'm very open to comedy. Um, I, my girlfriend suggested that I go up there and do an open mic. You want to do some stand-up shit? Um, not necessarily. I Like, I do, but it was just funny because, like, at night. The night of Sinbad, actually, it was pretty funny. We were, we had a large group, uh -huh. and we sitting at the table. She's like, "Hey, babe, you know, maybe you should go up there and do a open mic one of these days." I'm just like, "Are you sure about that?" And she's like, "You know, yeah. What, what's the problem? Like, you know, you do realize, like, you know, with comedians is like anything goes. You know, it's like their life story. Mm -hmm. You know, like so that means like you know even to the point where hey." I can go up there and say some things about us. I don't know if you're going to like it. You know, we just started dating. Yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of like one of those like, things. I'm about to, it's like you're asking me. What she's asking is for you to burn the bridge in your relationship much early. Like, 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 like asking, you know, it's just like if you just think like, you know, I tell all these funny stories that, hey, like, you know, when I talk to my friends, I, I tell funny stories about my relationship. And stuff. Yeah. A lot of it will be true. I'll be honest like this from a comedian's perspective, at least the way I tell jokes. Mm -hmm. Like you talk about your personal life and me personally, I think like. 70% of it is true 
and then the other thirty percent is kind of like putting your own twist into it. Yeah, like, yeah just to like, like make it know, funny, make it funny. Yeah, and get people to laugh. Yeah, you know, and that that percentage can vary widely depending on like what you need to do. Like so, um, most most time you get the perspective with stand up comics that that's who they are. Yeah. And uh, certain ones like Joe Rogan, like basically like say out loud, like because they have a platform like with a podcast, say like, I don't believe anything of this shit I'm saying. Right. I'm just saying it because it's funny. It's a joke and it's my job. But then you have like full character actors that are like uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. Where like that guy, his name's not even Larry, no. I think. But like he has a full, it's a full act that he created from like, I think doing radio here locally in like Central Florida. And then he just made it grow. And then the Blue Collar Comedy Tour like was there to help just blow him the fuck up and so now he's just had this caricature this character of larry the cable guy that is nothing but like the all those jokes when he doesn't even like have a sister like i think my dad knew a girl who had dated him and she's like he doesn't even have a sister like all those sister jokes that's just funny shit he came up with like so you're sitting there going like well that's genius comedy but it's also like okay that's a guy who's literally just like taking the stereotypes of a population he identifies with in a way and has just run it like headlong to where like he gets stadiums of people stadiums of like what we would just you know white america just jumping in there and having fun with yeah. just making fun of redneck culture which is fine like you know that and that's one thing i like about myself what's well, where like, like dl hewley is like so funny because he does the same fucking thing yeah like you know <laughs> black race and all that kind of stuff and to me like i think that's where the people i'm around at least i, I like them to have an open mind because you know when you watch stuff like Larry the Cable, Larry the Cable Guy, Dale Hughley, like you know, obviously they're gonna hit on something like you know that within their diversity. So like me personally, like you know, I don't mind watching like you know Larry the Cable Guy because honestly, like you know, I'm gonna keep an open mind, see what he talks about. You know? Yeah. Like maybe he probably won't cross that line like the way DL would, you know? Because I don't obviously seen some some shows where DL, I feel like yo, you kind of crossing the line there, but at the same time, you know, it's just me personally like keeping an open mind and also just learning about different things. Yeah. Like, Honestly, like, I know it's off subject, but, like, one of the things that I, I even right now, like, you know, I'll admit, like, you know, I'm, I'm in an interracial relationship where, like, you know, I have to learn, like, you know, what my girlfriend, what her upbringing is and what she's like, you yeah. know, like, obviously, like, you know, she was kind of like, you know, a little sweet with the whole, like, country thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, you like country music, I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm very familiar with, like, the, the <laughs> country music, you know, just like, you know, I tell most people, you know, like, hey, I told like even I tell most people a lot of people be surprised like what kind of music I listen to is is very diverse you know like I, I think that comes from like so because you do vendor work like you do um to keep it general you do soda vendor work yes which um for those that don't know at least in how Florida retail seems to work and also based on at least what I saw when I was working at this specific um grocery retailer is that you don't have to answer to anyone but like your DM and like the grocery managers on deck. But usually that's like five minute conversations and then you're back in like your headphones. Yes. So unless like you're really into a certain music genre, you're eventually going to like just start rotating into other shit, whether it is like podcast talk shows or other music genres. So like that that doesn't surprise me. Well, I, honestly, I think it started for me at a very young age, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because um, like a lot of the friends I used to hang out with, they would listen to certain songs. Like you know, uh, the Sugar Hill Gang was actually one of the first like you know type of music I listened to that was outside of the hip hop rap genre. You know, so it was. Was well, Sugar Hill Gang an uh, African American group? No, they weren't. No, really, no, I didn't know that. No, no, no. Like um, 
Then I started listening to them. Then obviously came around that era, like the new metal era, where you had like Limp Bizkit and Corn came. Yeah, out. well, that's like, like all the '90s and early 2000s, right yeah, there. Yeah, like late '90s, early 2000s. Like, yeah. you know, they when I first started listening to them, personally, I was kind of like, like, what is this? Yeah. Like, obviously, as I got older, to me, like. I think like, it throws a lot of people off because obviously being, me being African American, a lot of people. Well, did you grow up so like so like just to like lay better foundation there? Because it sounds like did you grow up like in sort of like a mixed neighborhood, so to speak, or a mixed apartment complex? Um, not necessarily. Um, did you have I mean, mostly African American or mostly white? It was friends? mostly African American, but um, uh-huh. I would say like it wasn't your it wasn't like a violent like type area. No, no, it's just like hey, the, you know, hey, the, like, the, neighbor, the neighborhood just like, yeah, the neighbor just happens to have a high African American population, yes, it, like it nothing. Yeah, it, Nothing crime hillsy, but like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did, but I, I think it's just the people that I hung around, you know. Like, yeah. Um, very different. Did most of your friend? Do you still? Well, forget the like, like, do you still like have any contact with like your childhood friends? But like, did most of them like grow up to be you know pretty moderately successful, or do you have any horror stories with them? Uh, no, honestly, I don't have any horror stories. To be honest with you. Like, like did all of them grow up to be pretty you know uh, stable or? Some of them I do keep in contact with. Some of them do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have. Uh, one best friend in particular, like you know, like he's doing his thing as well as in the retail business. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't ever knock what somebody's doing in their life as long as they're trying and staying. Out yeah, of yeah, yeah, just working. Yeah, definitely. Working. No, definitely, you know, definitely. To make a living for for them and their families. You know, like yeah, yeah. If you're doing that, you're being successful. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. That's where like like to speak to like what this is with uh, JHP as well as like pseudo. It's like as long as I have a full time job that can help take care of like my life and support like. Uh, my future family as I see it right. um, like I'm doing all this to just go in a direction like if this can make money in whatever way then that's cool but like it's work pay for the house yep. pay the bills and you know do what you can for your friends but like you know take care of your number ones and number twos and that's and that is success especially with like like you didn't go to college did you no, I did not. yeah you're a lucky son of a bitch yeah. at this point like you dodged the bullet because you're just like i'm going straight into work because like our generation as you very well know is just is downtrodden with just student loan debt and everything yeah. just this monstrous mountain that like like you probably by like certain metrics are overly successful for a millennial yeah. and that's like hilarious to me kind of like knowing that was the case even in high school that like going to college was kind of a load of bullshit and personally if you ask me i don't think that was really the choice to like go straight out of high school and and start working start working because like when i was in um i was a i was a sophomore in high school Mm -hmm. and you know it came to that point we had to kind of like pick your electives and yeah i chose like the easy way out with the with the physical education all that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. My guidance counselor actually recommended me. He's like, hey, Bill, why don't you take TV production? I'm just like, you know, that's kind of a little, that's a little tough there, you know? Like, I don't know about like that. Like, what kind of production? TV production. TV production? Yes. Yeah, so it is technical. It, it was technical. I was very nervous. And then, like, you know, I just walked in there. And then it was just like, that was, honestly, that's a hidden passion a lot of people don't know about. For you? Yeah. Like, you know. You, you got a lot of friends that are just like, I know what Billy likes. And then you drop this TV production yeah, knowledge. Yeah, they're like, like, whoa, what's up? Because, yeah, cause like, you know, for the past, like, two, three years, you know, I had a buddy of mine that, that honestly went to, uh he went to school to, you know... Like Full Sail or something? Or? Uh, he went to the Connecticut School of Broadcast. Oh, okay. So, Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he went there. Um, honestly, honestly, it's a local school down here in Orlando as well. Yeah. So he went, he did that. And I was, I, you know, I started, like, getting to his head. Like, you know, what is this like? You know, what do you got to do? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, for the past, like, three, four years, I've been, all I've been talking about is, like, doing that. You know, getting into, like, sports radio. Stuff, yeah. Podcasts. I actually got a buddy of mine. So we're... we're, we're, we're Picking each other's brains as far as ideas and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, if it's one hidden talent that people don't know about, is like you know, 
in high school, at least those two years, my, my sophomore, my junior, senior year, well, three years. Yeah. Um, team production was a passion of mine. Like, you know, I, um, I used to, I was a producer of the morning announcement show. Nice. Um, after, like, the uh, first semester in my uh, sophomore year, second semester on, all the way up through my senior year, uh, I was a producer of the morning announcement show. Uh, I used to love going to high school football games. Mm, just in, just ca- catching yeah, everything. Catching everything, filming the whole game. I had buddies of mine that, that actually got, like, scholarship offers. They'd be like, hey, Bill, you know, come, come cut me, like, you know, a little mixtape and make me a video. <laughs> I'm just like, so... You no know, school to let out at two forty five. I'll be there as late as I can, five six o'clock at night. Uh-huh. Sit up in the production, like you know, editing videos, nice. or whoever. And um, the only thing was, my teacher told me at the time. She said, you know, I could have got a scholarship, but I joined the class. I should have took it my freshman year, which is kind of sketchy, even to the uh-huh. point that I do question it to this day. Yeah, like, you know what is the truth behind that? Yeah, but if it was something else, I had to put my passion in, like you know, if the whole like you know podcast and then like you know uh sports radio thing don't work out will be production like even if it's something like you know as minimum as being like you know a cameraman and yeah. working my way up is just like you know i have that experience so where you know I you just gotta like dive in yeah exactly no i feel that because like i'd looked at um so achievement hunter is an, is a part of a rooster teeth and what they do is they just have the uh, pc rigs and whatnot to record uh, then doing gameplay, and then they just like do the big grind of editing, like right. four different perspectives. So they've done stuff with like Minecraft, GTA, and all that. And so it's just fun. It's just like come up with crazy ideas and then like execute. And so like I saw that wanted to run at it, and so I just started figuring out like what's the grassroots way of doing that. So like speaking to like your video production stuff, and when I had to brainstorm it, like you know now three years ago, and also recently to figure out like. What's the next level like I could take? So like right now all we're functioning on is like that webcam in the corner right. and like these mics. And the mics are like the, the highest quality thing because audio is like everything. Yeah. But like when I was really considering the video part or at least having like a separate entity than my personal phone for like audio vi- for like video recording and stuff or picture taking, um, I literally grabbed like off of eBay like $160, like same model as that, but like a 64 gigabit like iPhone. Mm. And so, like, all I'm missing is, like, maybe, like, the lens cap thing on the side or, like, a mount to, like, hold it. Right. And then I could literally use that for going to vlog stuff. Like, if I was going to be, like, at events or something like that and, like, running around, like, a convention or a sports event or something like that. So, you kind of got to – I hear that and I go, like, you literally go on eBay or go Facebook or, like, um, offer up and just grab, like, a tablet, grab a – like, just grab, like – a base tablet or like an iPhone and get like the memory card or something like that. You can really get running just using that. And the only thing you really have to worry about is like your audio quality. Right. Cause like, I think it was some, it was a misnomer in YouTube in its early days where like everyone thought that like video was going to be high, like had to be high quality. Cause it was like, Oh, it's not a visual media. It's like, no, people will not listen to scratchy bullshit. They will watch pixelated bukake, but they will not listen to scratchy bullshit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So, like, I, I hear that, and I'm just like, well, I appreciate your attention to detail, because that explains why you, like, when when I caught you at the uh, Sinbad when you were waiting in line for that next show, it's like, you had spotted my podcast, and I'm like, whoa, wait, my man, like, I appreciate that. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's kind of is speaking to, like, your own passion for, like, media production. Right. So it's like, so, like, what are you, what have you and your friend been spitballing for, like, your sports idea? Because um, you, you were always talking, like, basketball football and everything like standard like traditional sports like all the time in the back room and like yeah that's what i mostly talk about my friends nowadays is just sports you know just like everyday life you know Mm -hmm. um i listen to other podcasts as well not not to like 
like aggressively, but you know, like I was curious about the Ron Burgundy thing, you know, mm-hmm. just seeing like you know how how everybody like you know how everybody like conducts their shows, you know. So, yeah. Obviously, like you know, it was just one day I was just sitting in the back room and I'm just like, yo, man, like we should do a podcast. He was like, well, what? I'm just like, at first, like the whole thing was just like fixated on sports. Yeah. You know, I just felt like you know, I knew enough people where like you know it won't just be like one topic because obviously I listen to sports radio all day long. Yeah. From like nine o'clock in the morning all the way to like maybe like six at night. Yeah. So like I, it's the same rotation. You're just like, plugged you know, in. Yeah, like Mark Daniels, Colin Cowherd, Shock Doctor, and Brandon Kravitz. You know, I listen to these guys and then, you know, I, I just, I'm just curious what they talk about. So to me, some of it's like, you know, it's dialed in on one thing, you know. But yeah. I felt like, you know, I'm, I have a, like a, a diverse amount of friends who watch all kinds of sports. Yeah. Like obviously, like, you know, me and my homeboys, we love basketball, football. Mm-hmm. I got my best friend, his twin brother, they watch tennis and NASCAR. Yeah. And wow. That's that's a weird combo. That's yeah. a weird combo. To the really tennis is, you know, and NASCAR? I was, I, was, I was never into tennis until, like, in high school. Um, well, you sat down with them for, like, an afternoon. We're like, wow, this is an intense sport or something? You know, it, was, like, it was even crazy. This is the first time. I watched it on TV before, but, like, you know, we were back in high school. And so, like. Uh, Yo, real quick. Let's drop the mic down a little. Okay. Like, just grab. Yeah. That way you can see your face a little bit more. Um, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was crazy. Like, we, we took a little trip. Went on like a little road. I can't remember where it was, but went on a little road trip. Uh-huh. Like, where are we going? And next thing you know, it's like this high school tennis tournament. And then from that day on, like they were just so into tennis. Like my best friend, he's a big Roger Federer fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, his twin brother likes uh, Rafael Nadal. Before that, it was Leighton Hewitt. But obviously, like you know, he's a big Nadal fan. Um, I'm enjoying how you're able to name off all these tennis pros. And like, like my sport is esports. I have uh, League of Legends and Overwatch League that I. Like, I listen to them probably in about the same pattern you do from just any talk show I can find that's on YouTube or podcast to like, um, literally just like that's how I go to bed is that I'm just watching games until they like put me to sleep and I just make sure the autoplay is off on YouTube so it doesn't fly like five games ahead in the playlist. So, like, I get that and I could name off like so many like Korean, Chinese, American, European players, but I'm like, you're, I'm finding it hilarious that like you know these tennis players. But you're like very you're, you're there's nothing explicitly interesting about tennis to you. You're like your basketball and NFL. You said were your strong suits, but like you're still able to like hang out with that tennis nerd group, yeah, more like, or less. And which is funny too, because you know, like me personally, my favorite um, is Serena. Uh, I love Serena Williams. Um, I can name off. Like, she got a power. Her and her sister got a powerhouse story though. Yeah. Just like bullshit tennis court and just like no, nah, I'm gonna be the winner. Like yeah. just that like no, I'm gonna own this shit mentality. That like <laughs> when she was like four years old, interview some shit like that. It's like. All right, like, and it's crazy too, like, uh, and that's why I respect Serena so much, like, because I watched that match where she was pregnant, and mm-hmm. like, you know, she won the she won a Grand Slam. I'm just like, was she like four months or something like that? Yeah, some like, some like, low, like, like like some low, like like two three months pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some like obviously you can't show, and I'm just like, that's incredible, you know, like for that woman to like you know go through that, and yeah, win a championship, and then come back, you know, try to come back like weeks after she had her child, and like you know, just it's just that hunger that she had. Oh yeah, like, I just respect it. Yeah, but, yeah, like. Yeah, I just think around a lot of people that that watches like you know even like, I, I got you know people that watch golf you know like, yeah you know come up to me and they can start talking about Bubba Watson and then obviously Tiger yeah and, you know like I'm just like I, I like that because sometimes you like you know, I you think just, you appreciate so there's something that I think is starting to shift in pop culture where people are starting to understand or at least like mainstream people um 
are starting to need to understand that nerd culture isn't what was initially niche back like you know revenge of the nerds and stuff like pre-80s is that like now it's like no we need to start with like football nerds and tennis nerds and then video game nerds and like you know magic the gathering or wow nerds or tennis nerds like nerd sort of has been able to evolutionize to where like what are you really passionate about and that's sort of what your nerd is too so like you're you I could very easily see like your podcast being like all right this this you know this Tuesday like if you had like like say you had like a seven like a seven day a week show or something like that like you record so like your Monday is like your football one you just literally like rotate cast of just either you and one person or you and two people and you just talk current events that's and exactly like, that that was exactly the mindset too like the mindset was honestly like it was even like an open door policy like you know if we're in the middle of a show somebody like hey yo Billy what are you doing like yo we're talking about this come through you know. Yeah, like, yeah, get, yeah, get, yeah. And to get their perspective on it, you know, like that that was a that was a whole plan. But then I kind of like put a little twist on. It. I'm like, yo, why don't we just talk about like you know, like you know, talk about sports, maybe like you know, eighty yeah. percent sports, and then maybe like the last like you no know, fifteen twenty percent, you know, about just like everyday life. You know, like, I think that can come in on naturally. You know, and it can. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, and it was just something like you know, let's just talk about everyday life. You know, like me personally, like. I just thought the one thing I didn't really want to touch on, like when it came to that everyday life is politics, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, honestly, like with my friends that I have, like, you know, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with talk, talking about politics, but I just, I'm a, you didn't I'm want a, that for that content. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. You know, I think like if you have something in, in that particular like feel like, you know, either you keep it to yourself or at least get in that crowd. Me personally, like I'm not going to sit there and say like, you know, I don't have a perspective on politics, which I do. You know, I'm a type of person that honestly just sits back and watch. Yeah, you know, like so, somebody came up to me about something like that. I'm just kind of like, no words. Yeah, you know, like, like I think it's a very sensitive subject in where we at right yeah, now. Yeah, and so, you need to have like a good. There needs. I think that's where like, I think someone was saying this before that it's kind of bullshit in America because I think it's only in America where we say like when you're in a bar you don't talk about religion or politics, yeah. and it's like that's dumb because like a bar is one of the most social places in, it like in modern society. There's nowhere else that you go and you just start talking shit about everything. And people are like, you don't talk about politics or or uh, religion. It's like, well, if you do talk about, like, when you're decently inebriated and you're, like, chilled the fuck out a bit, like, it's kind of the best place to talk politics and religion, especially, like, if you have a silent population, they're not going to know what the fuck they're talking about for politics. And you're not going to be, you're going to get a more divisive population like what we're dealing with right now. And then religion is, like, its own, there's a whole bunch of shit I could jump into here. But, like, for, like, religion and, like, modern society there's something that needs to like sort of shift that's away from like the dogmatic stuff that we sort of that a lot of america sort of like kicked away in a way where they're like i was raised upon these christian ideals that like had value but like i there is a lot of like guy in the sky like magical super dad or something like that that science doesn't support and they've just like hard balled it away and i think there needs to be something that's far more that's modernized that isn't childlike in how like the universe works but is very mature on like here's all these ancient stories of like mysticism or stuff like that but they're literally the most scientific explanation at that time of how the world works and you need to take those seriously because these people weren't fucking around like um so like jordan peterson is a massive icon to me in the current time and he had a series that he did um called the psychological significance significance of the bible it's like a 13 video uh, series that he has on his um, pod on his um, YouTube channel. And it's probably one of the most important things that I've listened to in the last decade 
because he takes his very scientific background and he goes through just the book of Genesis so far and he breaks down like every big story from like Babel, Cain and Abel, Abraham, Jacob. He runs through all that shit and he applies like standard biology, all of his psychology knowledge in terms of like what these stories are actually like meaning. Like he breaks down the Abraham sacrificing Isaac story he breaks that down to what it actually is representing because that's usually like an example atheist or whatnot. Coaster, if you want to close. Like, just make, make sure you're comfortable, bro. So, so I'm just like really looking to like figure out or like have enough understanding of this science plus ancient religion perspective to be like, no, you need to sort of grab like these ancient stories that were explaining the world and people as it knew it and like we haven't changed like i think every generation wants to pretend that it's like the next big evolution and human it's really and it's not like you're repeating shit from like a thousand years ago and if there's been change it's been like incremental and you need to have like a native american mindset that like my girlfriend brings up pretty frequently it's like native americans had such a long-term mindset they were thinking about what their actions were doing that would affect like four generations away hmm. and american culture um, at least in terms of the peak worst version of Western culture in a way and in, in one part of mindset American culture has always been exceptionally short term like my one of my favorite examples that I like to bring to people is when like when uh, car manufacturers were like going over to Japan like I guess pre-World War II or post-World War II it kind of doesn't matter but so like in the American assembly line like you know Henry Ford and stuff like that at the end of the um, at the end of the assembly line they'd have a guy there with like a rubber mallet and what his job was to do is to go to the almost finished, like just there, like 99% done models and bang in the doors to make them fit. Like this last second, just bang, 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 just to like make sure the door like closed all the way or something like that. And then like the manufacturers, like all those big cheese, you know, uh, industrial revolution guys that like, go over to like Japan and they see that they don't like, they ask the, um, they ask like the warehouse, the, um, the, um, the factory guy, like, where's your hammer guy? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, no, don't you have a hammer guy at the end to, like, make that final fix? He's like, no, we design it so we don't need that. Like, playing, like, no, we're not going to be lazy fuckasses about, like, making shit work. Right. And, and that's sort of, like, that's a part of American culture that I think is being fixed, especially with how, like, a lot of big, like, global po geopolitical things are happening, but also, like, I think people are like recognizing what short-term greed has done to the country and that's why like a lot of our generation is like is wanting to go to go towards certain political systems and economic systems but yeah that's that's my little tirade running yeah, through this it's all good man it's like sometimes you know learn something different you know so yeah no i can i i, I can't i can't recommend, <laughs> recommend jordan highly enough because like there's too many people that have like been positively influenced by him while like the rest of a lot of a lot of other people are just like running hate and it's like you listen to the guy for like let's give it 15 minutes to an hour and you're just like i can't find like a hate bone in the sky except for it's except towards like like peace like politically corrected bullshit you know so but for bringing it on back but like for your podcast speaking of like where 20 percent is like talking life that i think like i said would like be very natural but it's also one of those where it's like if you hold it if you hold the if you hold the podcast too strict then i think it could take a lot of the energy out of like your guests 
Yeah, and I, and I also gave that thought, too, you know, which is why, like, you know, I, I'm glad that I'm still, like, you know, me and my buddy, we're still picking each other's brains mm-hmm. um, as far as, like, what kind of content we want to have on our shows, you know. Yeah. I'm obviously, like, you know, still out there, like, fishing, listening to everybody else's podcast, you know, mm-hmm. seeing, like, you know, what did they bring to their show, like, you know. Yeah. And every every show is different, so I guess, you know, is this one of those things where, like, you know, we just have to go with what we know. And yeah, just, like, you know, just, just dive in. Just let, it, just let it roll. And, like, yeah. you know, if we, if we dip into those subjects, and you know, just let it be, you know. Yeah. Like, like hopefully, like, everybody's, like, strong-minded and open-minded, and, like, you know, they're ready to have those conversations, you know. But, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, there there's definitely, like, you know, we, we, we seriously haven't, like, sat down, like, in a house setting and like went over these things, you know, it's just one yeah. of those things when I run into him. He's been chatting, chatting, yeah, chatting, chatting. You know, I dare you. Really so I'll, I'll give you a dare because um, I look at this as like a very much baby version, but I like when we get to Austin and I can like set up like a, se- a separate building like on me and Melanie's like five acres we want to get is where I'll literally have just like a broadcast building and just rent it when I'm not using it. So like bringing that back to like here, where I've got like a friend renting this more or less like on the 22nd or something like that. Like if you want to run a hard challenge on your friend, be like, I got a, sp- I got a place like free of charge. So if you want to meet and do like a beta run, just do a pilot episode where we sit down and just dive into our sports talk. Like just let me know when. I mean, I appreciate it. Well, it's, well, so like I know what it took to get to where this is. And this is between these mic stands, mixer, that PC down there is like, well, the PC is almost three grand. And like, you don't need that for what you're doing. You need like mics, this, and like a basic PC to record audio if you're just doing podcast and like buy a website so you can do an RSS feed. So it'll up, it'll upload to um, Apple for actually, for like, we're all po- for a lot of podcasts. Um, so yeah. So like, year, what's this? 280 per mic, 20 per arm. So like 500 bucks and like use like a spare laptop to just, you know, record on like OBS or something like that. Like y'all are a month's worth of spare cash away to just like set it up and just run it. And that's funny too, because I've been sitting like, you know, like whether it's Google, you know, going through your, going through your Facebook page. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, just like keep doing like constant research, constant research. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's good. You you know, it's just, it's just a matter of time of getting that. Also for me, honestly, I don't even think it's that me personally, I think it's about space, you know, like Like having a physical space to work in. Yeah. Like, you know, to to me personally, like, you know, living in a one bedroom apartment, you know, Oh Jesus. obviously that's not a good setup, you know? So like, me and my girlfriend, we are looking at houses right now to rent. So, like, you know, she knows she knows what I want to do. So she's just like, you know, hey, why don't you just get a guest room? We can just set your stuff up in there. I'm just like, really? Like, that's awesome. Yeah, if you can, you know, aff- if you can afford that rent, like, you can yeah. run that game. So, that, I, honestly, I just think it's for the both of us personally. Like, you know, is this is this a matter of space? You know, like, yeah. it's like, I, I'll get it. I get, like, really adventurous. And, like, you know, when I really have some free time, like, you know, I'll just drive around from pawn shop to pawn shop just searching for shit searching for stuff mixers yeah yeah obviously like i know like microphone is like the biggest thing yeah down you know so like i'm not obviously not not gonna go to a pawn shop and get no bullshit nah microphone you know like knowing like you know what conditioning is obviously like you know i get it off of like you know ebay or amazon yeah i got i got all these like i sat there and actually made a full damn excel spreadsheet just to figure out what i could spend on shit but like i bought all these mics like new from a from uh, Amazon and everything, these MXLRs, MXLs, yeah. It's so, personally, like, yeah. Once I get the space, you know, I think I think it's all just been good. Well, like, know? so 
like I actually know exactly that. So like um, so Melanie, uh, my girlfriend, she moved in like this past April, like Easter weekend, more or less, as like a good landmark. And so before then, this room and the other room were both my Airbnb rooms, which was good money, really good money at the time. Um, but we both knew, like Melanie and I both knew that when she physically moved in, instead of just staying here on the weekends or something like that, like we were going to need some space of some kind. And especially with, because like my computer desk and stuff, that used to be all like in the bedroom. So like my ability to game till 2 a.m. or something like that, very limited when like the bed is like as far as like that desk is from where like you're sitting. Like you can't get all yelly playing like, you know, team games or something like that when, you know, she's she's just tired and she's just passed out at 1 a.m. on a Friday night. Like you, you can't fuck with that. So and then also like knowing that like stability was hitting well enough in my life that I, and I had the money together. I was like, I need to start doing this. I'm going to need a room for it. So we were like, alrighty, we're gonna collapse what was um, little room or uh, no wait, this was simple room. We collapsed this, and then we went and got this uh, dining room table set here from um, the Salvation Army there off of four thirty six, and then just had to wait on that PC to get here and just get other shit together. So like, yeah, having a spare space that's like dedicated for like office shit, like your computers, your gaming stuff, the podcast stuff is like a big deal yeah and it's funny too like when i visualize at least like what i want to do like my buddy be, like thinks i put like way too much thought in it which no no you can't put <laughs> enough that's not, that's you can't put enough it, man like you know, like it, like you know like even the stuff like i don't do like a couple of like like names of the show i wanted to do yeah you know like even to the point like i'm like yo visualize this like you know we ain't here doing a podcast we got a yo you're the visionary and you know, i don't i don't i could tell you're the visionary of the two and i don't even think i don't i can't tell whether or not he's really interested i mean i, I think he is but like you know it, i just think it's to the point where like you know he just gives out like you know the content that he wants to do on the show mm-hmm. and like and then obviously like you know i mean he i mean obviously there's there's different like he, he goes home he has kids i don't have kids so like, yeah yeah like, his you know, yeah his priorities are way so different way different so obviously when i go home i'm like like if i'm out with my girlfriend i'm by myself i'm just sitting here like like just daydreaming like, into yeah you know i'm like, like man like you know i'm going to work tomorrow and tell him like hey put tvs in the corner and oh know, jesus like, a playstation and something like that with a little like you know lava lamp and stuff like that like, <laughs> like, like, sitting there like looking at me crazy he's just like he was just like yeah, bro, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah, he'll just go Yo, I, I think I think you need to run this, and I don't think he'll take offense. Like, check with him because I don't know your friend, but like, you kind of need to like run this yourself, and just be like, let him know, like, hey, what dates do you want to do? Like, involve him as much as he can, but also like, like when we were talking about like rotating guests in and out from like your tennis boys to other people right. to like you know, esports people for, like, random guests to just have friends sit down and just play bullshit on, like, a spare screen just to, like, have, like, an 80% bullshit game, bullshit episode where you're just hanging out with friends. Like, it sounds like the moment y'all get that house and your girl's, like, cool with you just, like, putting it together, then you just literally build, like, what I've got here and you just, like, start scheduling people in. It's like, hey, you want to meet this day? Sit down. And we just hang out and talk like recent events on sports and like in whatever category like and it's like the funny part is is just so expanded like like you you brought up esports and I'm like damn I didn't even think of that you know like, well like it's it's well here's the thing that I understand like this is what made this is what's big for me with JHP is that like because I I always run a parallel to it with with uh, Joe Rogan's podcast because um, I think everyone tries to imitate him and 
it's all about like figuring out like what's going to make it yours as opposed to what makes it like a Joe Rogan like imitation. And so like what I understood and what I came to understand recently is that I wanted to get back to doing pseudo and having friends over and like bullshitting with them, having podcasts, playing video games with them and recording it. But that was stuff that we did with pseudo and jailhouse actually sort of comes from a few specific motivations um, for specific podcasts like uh, esports podcast for like League of Legends or Overwatch, but also like specific like um, sort of biopic or interview things like one on ones like this. This could very easily go to pseudo, but it's a very intimate thing to me to sit down with someone one on one like Joe does, um, but and also like how Chris Hardwick does, but let them go. Like it's not exactly an obvious mantra of Joe's to like let the guest fill the space. Like, give them the freedom to. That's something that Chris Hardwick very obviously does in his podcast, the Addy Tinty podcast. Um, but Joe sort of, like, lets that out. Joe helps, Joe helps motivate it into whatever avenue it's going to go. So he usually will, like, grab the oar and help it go. And maybe the guest will take it, to, like, eventually grab the oar from Joe. And Joe just lets him run with it. Meanwhile, like, Chris will literally, will pretty much just like, no, whatever. We just go somewhere. Like, what's up with your new movie or something like that? Because he gets, like, people like Eli Roth. He just had, like, Joaquin Phoenix on for the Joker. Yeah. Um, do you see that? No. Dude, we just did a review on it like this past Monday night. Me, Melly, and my boy Jason sat down and did a review on it. And I'd say go give it a watch. You gotta go give that thing a watch. You know, it's funny. Like, I've never been a, a big movie buff, but. Joker, would, Joker though, for recency. I, I, I definitely regret, like, not going to the movies for the past, like, two, three years. Because you see. These Are movies, you outside of Avengers and stuff? Like, do you even know anything about MCU or. I, I didn't I see these. I see these commercials like you know, Endgame and all the Avengers movies. You never watched any of them, did you? Dude, what kind of monster are you? (laughs) Honestly, like it. I tell a lot of people, man, like, and that's where, like, you know, I I thank my girlfriend now because she's getting me out of that man cave, Mm -hmm. that cave that I've been stuck in for so long. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know. Me, if you would ask me like four or five years ago, I would I wouldn't have gone to improv. You know, like I'm yeah. I'm literally like I go to work, I come home, I video game all day. Like, that, that's just that's just been the life for me. Oh man. So now like you know I, I I met this beautiful woman. Obviously, uh, she she's, she's getting home. you to she's getting you healthier. Yeah, you know she's she's getting me out the house. You know like. Uh, the, what do you mean? What do you mean doing improv? Like going to the improv to watch a show? Watch a show? Yeah. Oh cool. okay. I was you like, know, like even to the, even something as simple as a beach. Like you know yeah. like the, the first weekend we we like started dating there's like improv beach you know then like go, out, like, go out and do houses. stuff go out and do it's stuff like, I'm like I came back I'm just like I'm so exhausted but yeah back to my point you know it's just like you know I, I, I totally regret not seeing none of these movies like you know everything from like yeah. the Joker the, 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 the Marvel movies from Spider-Man to like you know the Avengers like you were know. you so like so like were you like a movie buff like through high school at least for like the Dark Knight and everything yes, yes. okay yeah and then you just went I, okay so I'm gonna make a guess I'm going to take a guess because we might actually agree on this because we have similar, I, I kind of think we have similar work patterns in that you turned 18, like the weight of the world came on you, like not crushingly, but like I have responsibilities, I need to make money. So you literally found a full-time job and did nothing but that and all your spare time went to just like the cheapest form of entertainment you could do. Like, like I was into hardcore like console gaming and stuff like that, but that was when like my grandmother, my birthdays were sort of buying me like, you know, all the video games and like the consoles and stuff. The moment I hit 18, 
is the moment I like got in I and like around that time I got into League of Legends because it was free to play and I was like I'm not spending like 50 bucks on another video game and like I did go through and the only reason I got like um, an Xbox 360 was because of like Black Friday and so I got like you know like two three games with it but I haven't I haven't cared about console gaming in like almost a decade now. It's funny because like I've been I've been console gaming since I was like honestly when I was a little child when I first had my first yeah. Nintendo back in like eighty nine. Oh yeah. You know, no, I guess so, I still got a sixty four out there. Uh, I got an N sixty four out there right now, man. I download like yeah, for that I download like emulators. I got like more like custom made like you no. Know, I just go and get like a normal controller. Yeah. From, like Afterglow and stuff like that. Like, and play like Golden Eyes even to this day I still play it. Like you know on my on my on my PC. Are there servers for the multiplayer, or do you just go through the campaign? No, I just go through the campaign, you know, just to play for, like, you know, a good, like, half hour. Yeah. And bring back the memories and stuff like that that I had as a, you know, obviously in my teen years. Yeah. But uh, I don't have friends who try to persuade me to, like, you know, do PC gaming. Um, yeah. It's definitely coming into consideration now that these, like, you know, new-gen consoles are coming out. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really, like, asking myself, like, I really want to go through this phase again, you know? Yeah. It's like the same thing. And I heard a lot about PC gaming. I mean, obviously, like, you know, it's a lot more expensive when you constantly upgrade the hardware. But I'm totally fine with that. Just, like, you know, being able to, like, seeing, like, you know, just how how better it is compared to console gaming. Yeah. Well, like, the thing that sort of, like, the, the thing about upgrading a PC is that a PC has, like, kind of infinite possibilities compared to a console. Yes. Like, the funny thing, if you think about it, is that consoles have been trying to imitate PCs since the start. And while they do have, like, fantastic processing power, like the PS3 was, like, legendary in that with its uh, cell processor, um, the PC has sort of always kind of sat there and been just, like, hanging out as, like, the king because, like, like, you ever do, you've done FPSs with, like, GoldenEye and stuff. There's, like, a conversation in, like, the Overwatch community, like, what if they merge the servers for console gaming and PC gaming? And everyone in the PC world is like, you don't want that. Because, like, the flick of my wrist on, like, the right sensitivity setting allows me to, like, instantly 180 and, like, pop you with a sniper. You can't do that, like, in as controlled of a manner as you can on a console. Because, like, a console with the joystick always has that breakpoint between, like, light sensitivity and then, like, and flying. And when you go from, like... Like, my friend was able to get, like, similar ranking on the rank system for Overwatch when he went from console to PC. Um, but there's a huge learning curve from realizing that, like, your ability to execute these base mechanics on console have, like, a high demand, and then you go to PC, and, like, the level of execution goes up and the level of play goes up because of just how much faster everything goes. But, like, the only good news is that the games play the same way, like, conceptually, like, positioning, mechanical need, and comps and stuff like that. So, like... PC sort of hangs out as the winner because even going into like say your podcast stuff and then just like gaming is that like that that PC that I paid for right there um, that has the power and like previous stuff couldn't so like that PC right now can be rendering like a video that I've already recorded it can be uploading a, a video to YouTube and it can be recording what we're doing right now and so that's what like probably two grand actually my girl spent less than two grand on hers and it's right now technically more powerful than mine, but mine's upgradable right now. Like, it has slots that shit could be slid into for RAM or other video stuff or whatnot. So, like, you spend money on, like, the next generation of consoles, it's just for games and it's a Netflix machine, as a lot of them have fucking turned into. It's just a $600 fucking Netflix machine. That's why I was disappointed with the, with the Xbox One. Like, I, I got and the number of game titles that have been released has dropped to, like, two a year or some bullshit. Yeah, like, like, is this... I don't know, like, 
I don't honestly say like you know I'm big on like sports aspect of it, like Madden and 2K. Yeah. When it comes down to like all these other things like Call of Duty. Yeah. It's kind of like oh, I don't know anymore. They're know? already they're already out here, and like a lot of those games, I think like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, and Black Ops, they already went through their heyday. Yeah. And it's like you need a whole new generation of games. And the funny thing is that that's where a lot of like retro games, like even just base platformers, have come back because like we've kind of until VR gets to like a full body, like you know. Gundam Wing Z or something like that, whatever it was, until you get to, until you get to like a full body VR thing, we've seen what the entire span of video games can do, and now it's like you need to have a really good fucking game. Yeah, even though I'm not gonna lie, like the VR, the PlayStation VR, I tried it out like last year. It wasn't, it was a, it was a lot better than I, I anticipated. Like mm-hmm. I guess it just depends on like you know what game you're playing really. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I kind of gave it up because like I did. I got sick one day playing like this uh, racing game because you know the the the, the motion view, sickness sort of thing. It was like incredible. Yeah, it was, it was something like incredible, like you never like I never seen it before. And then like obviously like you know you're racing and you kind of like, just looking around like you know like whoa that looks awesome. And then you look forward, it's like whoa like going up a hill. And I'm just like oh, it's not for me. Just but, oof. You know, like I guess it depends on what kind of game you play. You know like I'm on like you know I I, I did Batman. I did like the. Uh, you were the lightsaber game. music game or something uh, like that? I wanted to try that. Actually, like, the, the my favorite VR game for the PlayStation right now is the Astrobot game. Okay. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a really cool game. Like, it's very unique, uh, something different. So, like, I played that. I mean, I got sick off of that, too, but it was well worth it, you know? <laughs> it, it was, it, like, the detail in the games is got this little robot running around trying to save his little friend. You, like, flick the controller, and, like, he goes, like, flying. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, you know, for, like, a, I guess... Did you call it like a little indie game? You know, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, yeah, it was it was a very solid game. Probably one one of the most funnest game I played in like in, like in the past five years. Nice, like hands down. Nice. But, uh, yeah, like as far as gaming right now, like you know, I mean, I do in a way as far as like my personal life. You know, obviously with my lady, like you know, I could see myself kind of like pulling back in a way um, from gaming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to the point, like I'm, I'm really starting to think, like you know, is it really worth going out there spending however much the console is going to be, and you're not going to really touch it. Like yeah. at least with the PC, not only can you use that as gaming, but you can use it for like video production, live, you know, editing, video production. streaming. Yeah, you can use it for a lot of more, lot more things. Yeah, you know, like other than word games, processing, so. Excel spreadsheets, like, like checking emails, just being on the internet. Yeah, you know? I mean, obviously. Well, you see, well that right there, like so, like. The fun thing about with what my current setup is that if you look down there, you can see like a fourth screen. Mm. See that Acer? Mm-hmm. That actually, when we do our Let's Play recordings, that sits right here, and I it's and I just literally have like OBS sitting in the center, or I, no, I have like OBS in the far right screen. I'll have the game on the main screen, and that that other fourth screen is mirroring the center screen. So like what we did to finish up our Gauntlet recording earlier this week is that like. Um, my friend Tyler, Melanie, and I just sat like in those chairs with like the screen right here with these Afterglow controllers. They're like Xbox controllers that just USB plug in. And then we had like our other friend Aaron, who's up in Seattle. We just had him on Discord so we could hear him, and he just joined the game with us through Steam. And the four of us just finished playing Gauntlet. That's nice. Like, and and it's pretty. And he, well, he was playing on keyboard, but like, you see that where like I was able to record, play the game, run like a phone call, and like. He just got his webcam together, so like it, at the beginning when we first did it a few weeks ago, because um, we did like three and a half hours, and then we just did like an hour and like forty to finish the campaign on Gauntlet. But like if we'd have started with him having his webcam, I'd have put his face like in a Skype call and just like done the right cutout for like OBS to just put him like right above our shot, like this one is, 
because this shot would be like bottom right corner, game sticking up like 90% of the screen, and I'd have put him up there as well. So like I'm running the webcam, OBS is is recording it, could be live streaming it. It's taking care of audio capture from this equipment. It's running the fucking game to a T, like no frame drop or anything, and you're off and running. And that's and that's what you get for like like if you sit there and play the game of just getting like a two thousand uh, dollar unit, it'll last you a good like five, probably ten years if you work if you know how to play it out. Um, and then you pay for like this shit to just do your podcast stuff. Then you can literally record it on, edit it, render it, upload it, and just run like your whole sort of podcast business off of one computer. Nice. Especially if you keep it simple. It's very nice. So. Yeah, like, it's definitely, it's definitely something that we get into. Like you know, I've been very positive with it. Like you know, even to this day, like I said, we we still you know run some ideas. I think honestly to the point, like we know what we want to do. It's just oh, I think it's clear. Like I think after sitting here with you for a while, it's like you've been re- doing you've been doing plenty of research. Like and that's like the first good sign of like a well-minded business person, or at least a creative idea. Um, you're ready to execute, by my estimation. Unless like I'll give you like my laundry list of what I fucking got here. And it's like, here's the shit. You'll do what you will, whether it's pawn shops, Amazon, or whatnot. But, like, have the shit so you can just do either impromptu setups just to learn rigging. And then once you get to, like, where you have a spare room, like when you rent a house with your girl, and it's like, alrighty, here's this room. What am I going to create out of it? Because, like, like, I could do, like, because I have it. I could, like, green screen this whole back wall. Or I could start hanging, like, pictures and bullshit or put a shelf up with, like, liquor cabinets up there or something like that. Um, because I did that before when I was at my last apartment, so like, I think you're there. Ever there? Is this like? Uh, I mean, I, I think I, I feel like I'm there. I'm like you know, I, I got I got people ready. I mean, even like this awkward. People. I think you just need to run test runs and like my place is here for you. Okay. Like you literally just like hey like clear with like, if you let me know like pick like like we can talk about this after but like I think. You pick for me like a few days you want to try and just see which ones stick for like people. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like just pick like one day out of a month, two days out of a month or something like Like we'll figure that out later. Right. But like you let me know and then you get to just run test run here. Um, I can just send you the audio file afterwards or the audio video file afterwards like through G Drive or something. Or just if you got like a USB clip or throw it on your phone or something. Do you have an Android or an iPhone? Or? I just bought an iPhone today. Oh, we can figure it out. But yeah, so like, yeah, no, it's 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 low impact. It's very low impact stuff. Okay. Once you like, like I think as I've as I've always told everyone, it's like everything is easy to execute. It just there might be a high learning curve. Right. But once you learn the shit, then it's like off and run into the races. That's why I can't wait. Like you know, I'm just gonna be like. Oh, I think you got high energy for your podcast, just to like, cause like, this is what JHP is to me, and I think that's what yours will be to you. Is just like, what do I want to do with it this week? Like, what do I want to do? Who do I want to have on? So then you just hit up that person like, hey, when you want to come by and just talk about whatever, talk about the sports, talk about life, talk about whatever. And it's like, all right, this person's going to be on and they're going to drop in and, you know, just have that time set aside and jump into it, hit end recording and then figure out through um, Humble Bundle is a good place to go. But then you have to, but you could either like pay for the editing software pay for the subscription of the editing software or just upload the raw footage like all the above kind of thing so like that's the next level is your post so but otherwise you're pretty set in square 
I am, man. I can't, I can't wait to get it going. Like I said, man, I can't wait to get it going. Do you got a name for it yet? Crazy sound. I, I wanted to like call it like the basement. Just because, like, you want to call it the basement? Yeah, just because, like, you know, we're in Florida, my friend. Oh, we, no, we trust me, I know. <laughs> There's no basements here, man. No basements in Florida. <laughs> it was just, it was just like one of the things that crossed my mind because, like, just growing up, um, one of my favorite TV shows to watch was Rap City: The Basement. Okay. Even though they had like a true basement. Yeah. So, um, like with Tigger, it's just like you know. I think you really like that aesthetic of being in the basement, just yeah. like talking. Talking yeah. shit like yeah, you know, just the way he's running show, you know, like yeah, he'll show the music videos and then somebody just come pop in and they do a little freestyle and then they just leave and he'll go back back to his business about his show and current events and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I, mean, I did run about my friend. He kind of looked at me. He was just like, I don't know if he was just bullshitting with me or he was kind of like, yeah, 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 that sounds nice. I'm just like, really, bro? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like. Oh, I think you got a yes, man. You, know, you got a yes, man. I mean, like, he, nah. he's very vocal about it. But, you know, when I said that, it just I just really wanted to, like, know his opinion. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, see, even like you just said, I just I told you, like, it's a basement. Like, hey, man, live in Florida. Like, I like to hear something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then it makes me go back to the drawing board. All right. Right. Well, like, this, like, 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 I'm saying, like, we're in Florida. Like, that's its own joke of calling it the basement. If yeah. you're gonna be like a Florida-based production, yeah. is that like for the locals, it's hilarious. For everyone else, like, it's the basement. That's the name of it. Cool. Moving on. Like, yeah. it's not gonna be a, it's not a game breaker. Like, like, uh, Pseudo's initial name was Pseudo Films, but even then, when I did that, it felt very limiting. But having just Pseudo was like way too small. And so now I've gone into like the second iteration. I was like, well, pseudo productions. That leaves it very much more wide open. It allows it to just be an influencer on other content, but also do its own stuff. And it also let me just change the logo to like a P squared, just like as a fun logo aesthetic that I enjoyed. But like, it doesn't matter. Because like pseudo means fake. So it means like fake productions if you're going to take like the English literal version. So like, I don't think you should rethink the name at all. Like, having just based the basement. Like, the only thing I would tell you to do is just look up, is there any other YouTube podcast that's called The Basement? Yeah. And you have to make the decision of whether or not you're okay with, you know, having that as an issue. Um, but it's pretty much like, if you love the name, then fuck off. Like, go do it. Like, I'm not going to tell you otherwise. Like, I'd tell you, it's like, I'd tell you to tell me to fuck off and go do it. Like, fuck the, fuck the Florida location part of, like, we don't have basements here. Just go fucking do it. And like, like all respect to your friend, but he sounds like a yes guy. But I think he's also probably way preoccupied with his actual life. Yeah, that's why I I never hold it against him, you know? Yeah, no, no. And I'm not trying to hate on him at all, but it's like recognize like his priorities and be like, I appreciate like you're just yes man support. But like, I need to run at this and I, you need to figure out like if you got like a close friend that you can like, they may not want to be a part of it. But you know that they'll give you like honest perspective on like when it sounds like you're heading in a wacky direction with a concept, an idea, or a guest, or anything like that. Like, and that could be your girl. Like, because like if you think about like Kevin Smith, um, I don't think it's a specific story. No, wait, it might be, might be Kevin or someone like that. But Kevin Smith, you know the comic book guy who does, who's directed a couple like Supergirl movies or something like that. Um, he's Silent Bob. Silent Bob, you, you know that character? That's actually um, Kevin Smith, and that was his movie, Jay and Silent Bob. So um, Kevin Smith is a big icon in the nerd culture, Comic-Con culture, and everything. But like his wife is incredibly uninterested in anything he does, more or less. Like She doesn't really care about the comics, and she doesn't really care to watch. Like She's not the super fan spouse. 
she's a supportive, healthy, good spouse. They have their daughter and she's helping them be healthy. Like they're, and they're a solid couple. But like, I think he had the story of they were, he went to like play golf with like this guy or something like that, like this business guy. And his wife saw the guy like move his ball or something like that, like a quick like cheat on the green. And she's like, don't go into business with that guy. And he's like, what? He seemed great. Like they had a great start and everything. But, you know, they didn't. And it turned out the guy was like a crook, like scammer or some shit. So it's like your your girl, your partner, may not be like wholly invested and interested in being a part of the content and the part of the production and part of the venture. But if they are like your true partner, they're going to be like the best outside perspective because they're going to have your best interest and they're not invested. Like they're going to look at like straight up what's it look like and probably have like the good wide view of like like what's the general populace going to take from this if that's like who you're trying to grab. So like run your shit by her, like run and probably get to start to figure out what's the important shit to run by her of like what do you think about like this? I think as far as the sports part, I got her on that because she watches sports as well, you know. So but, I mean, you could definitely just have your girl on, and y'all can just talk like either sp- either consistently. You're both she on. Hell bent on Pittsburgh because that's where like you know she's from. Pittsburgh. Oh, she still is. Oh, she tough shit right there, man. But she redneck, or she tra- or she like that country girl like vibe. Okay. Country girl mentality. Um, but from Pittsburgh, that's not a thing. That's um, Gettysburg to be more specifically. Gettysburg. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like you know, she's she loves Pittsburgh. I mean, I mean, she's all over the map, kind of like me with the with the with the sports teams. You know? Yeah. I mean, primarily between the the Steelers and the uh, the Yankees in New York. You know. Uh. Um, I know I, I give her all all the praise in the world for like you know putting up with me and my Tampa Bay. Like you know, if you ask. Oh jeez. <laughs> so, You've been on a drought since yeah, like 2006 or something. Seven man. 2007 with that yeah. Super Bowl, but like. Nah, seven. It was the last was year we made it to the playoffs. Uh, oh, okay. Was when we won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's where it was. I was way young. Uh, way young. Yeah, like, she's, you know, she's putting up with that. You know, she's very supportive of my my fandom, like, you know, my teams, you know. The she pities the hell out of you, doesn't she? <laughs> like, the Lakers and the Lakers when it comes to NBA basketball. Like, we definitely have that uh, that Duke-North uh, Carolina, Carolina rivalry. Oh, y'all just have fun with, like, just yeah. do just have that rivalry when it comes around? That's going to be a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Like we like you know so um, she definitely likes North Carolina. I like Duke. Um, I, mean, I, the, I guess like the toughest thing honestly been is like you know like she she gives me you know gives me crap about like you know Tampa Bay. I, I already see y'all. So like I already have like I, I wouldn't be surprised if you already thought of this. So like that classic rivalry rolls around like next season, and y'all just have like a pregame like the day before. If you can just like record and get it up real quick or something like that, you just record like pre-game, pre-rivalry showdown, and then you have like post-rivalry. It's like it's just like amp it up, like who 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 this year is gonna just like dunk on your ass or something like that, and then you go to post just to talk shit at the loser kind of thing. Well, I don't know. I, I, I try to stray away from that, you know, just because like you know I I take sports very seriously. Um, especially when it came to Tampa Bay games. Like, what do you mean by seriously? Like like is it is it so like I'm I'm not, not, my so I okay? I guess I'll take it back. Yeah, I don't take it seriously from the point like you know, like a like high emotional investment, something like that. But I think it only comes when it when it's with Tampa Bay, uh-huh. more specifically because yeah. it's like as much as like most Americans love American football, yeah, you know, it's just like it's only here for like twenty weeks out of the and like you basically like half a year or five months of watching football. So like obviously with the history that they have, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm just like hey, 
I'm not asking y'all to win the Super Bowl. I want to see y'all in the playoffs, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, so that way you can have some kind of success. Like, I understand. Something that feels compelling yeah, instead of just so, regular season and die. Every single year when they come, it's like 5 and 11, 6 and 10, you know? Oh, jeez. It's like, dude, like, come on. So, like. Just hit 50, please. Yeah, just, you know, so, like, with me, with the Lakers, it's kind of like, okay, basketball is like 82 games out of the year. It's here for like nine months, you know? So yeah. Like, you're going to see it again very shortly. Yeah. Baseball is just too damn long for me. Like, I'm a Braves fan, and, like, you know, it was kind of crazy because, actually, like, game five, we were in Atlanta. Nice. We just got to Atlanta, and I didn't know there was an Atlanta Braves restaurant. But on the way there, I didn't know they were getting their asses kicked, like, you know, 10, oh. 10 to nothing. Oh, God. And I went to Walmart and bought some Braves gear. I'm like, yeah, I'll be uh, repping in Atlanta tonight. And then and everyone in the store is just like, yeah. you don't know what's going on in the stadium right now, do you, bro? As soon as you, like, I really didn't. And sure, sure enough, we get to Atlanta, I bust out my phone, it's like 10 to nothing. I'm just like. And then that's where I discovered the restaurant across the street. I'm just like, okay. But, like, you know, I still had a good time. You know? Oh, yeah, walk in. Walk in, see, London, see the culture in a way. Brave stuff. Yeah. I love Atlanta, by the way. I mean, I know I was only there for a, there for a day, but, man, it's like the atmosphere. I guess mm. it's different from Orlando, you know? Like, I wouldn't call it Orlando. Orlando, Orlando doesn't have personality, man. You know, it, like, they really don't. Like, you know, it's just funny. Like, you know, you, you walk down the street, people over here doing, like, a little beatboxing and freestyling. And mm. you walk around the next corner, somebody's playing jazz, mm-hmm. you know, the saxophone, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I think for, like, a Wednesday night, it was it was very live for yeah. Wednesday night. You know? Yeah. Um, Orlando just doesn't have a culture to it. No. Like, Orlando has the medical community, a college town-ish piece because I of like say, could they put the moon campuses down downtown like right in the heart of downtown yeah like, with like valencia or whatnot and ucf yeah, but UCF like is. but like all like it's so sad because i've talked to so many people about this but like orlando's where people go to die like either they come here young and they just die from just like not ever doing anything or they retire here yeah and like you know just live out their golden years which is like you know pretty acceptable but like it's kind of where i'm finally like at the point like 10 years late but i'm at the point where like i'm ready to leave like everyone else was at the end of high school where it's like I'm ready to get the fuck out of here me too like I'm ready to go to Austin frankly is the only place I could spot unless like some wild something wild would have to happen for me to like go to New York but it sounds for me like <laughs> I always like I always tell my friends like if I if I had the choice to get out of Orlando like I want to like just go somewhere in the country where it's just like quiet mm. Middle of the woods kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, like most people, like you know, they love that city life. You know, if it's one of those where, like, um, because we're like we have a couple, um, we have a set of friends that like he wants to go get country stuff, but she's like, no, I want to be in the city because she's been sort of a city girl most of her life. And me and Melanie are just like, you misunderstand. Like the game you play is to like buy your own property. Where there's no neighborhood, no HOA, no real neighbors per se. Like you, you never fucking see them, and you're like forty minutes from downtown, like at at worst. But you're still like out in the fucking middle of nowhere. Like it's quiet, it's backcountry, and you know you're close enough to have a decent commute to like a city job where you can make good money. But you're not living in the middle of just goddamn everything. No, you made a good point about that because I had a buddy who did that. He moved to Ohio, and him and his wife had bought like a property. Like, I didn't really think of that. You know, that's, like... Dude, HOA could, like, double your rent, basically. Yeah. Or double your mortgage, basically. Like, like I'm lucky with where I'm at. But, like, when Melanie, for, like, about a year, was looking to buy, and, like, HOA does nothing but just prevent you from being able to rent the property. Like, it's all it felt like. Because we were looking to, like, buy and then rent it or something like that. 
but like when your mortgage is probably gonna be like over a thousand bucks and then the HOA is adding on like another fucking 500 it's like the fuck why like what are you even doing like like my HOA charges me like 80 85 and like they do sort of try to keep everything nice like try to like put penalties if people like get really like grossly negligent and taking care of like their yards and their houses but otherwise like I just have people come through and mow my lawn so like cool that's it Meanwhile, like, other HOAs, like, for condos, like, condominiums, which I think is just literally people are like, how about we just sell apartments instead of, like, you know, rent them or something like that. Like, get really nice apartments, and then we'll just sell pieces of them. But we still have, like, the HOA management company running the whole fucking thing. So it's like, yeah, you own that, but you get no rule on what happens to the outside of it. And you have to do, like, probably shit parking or something. Yeah. So, but yeah. I'm all, we're all on like buy five acres, build like living house, build like a few like of those Amazon kind of like tiny like guest houses and just like Airbnb those fuckers have like a freaking workshop where like we can do just like carpentry and metal work and stuff um, and just build shit and then like have like a little like dance studio um, and then have like a fucking like um, a broadcast building. Wow. Like just like build all that shit. Just build all that shit to where it's like, alrighty, like, fucking recording video games and podcasts in that building, record myself making fucking knives, like, shit like this, like. My uncle very subtly, well, over the space of a while, I taught, I got, like, a couple week lesson on, like, knife making and stuff, and so, like, that is obviously a train spike that we threw in a forge and then um well how'd it go i think we did the blade first yeah so threw it in the forge and basically took what the train spike was probably about like that long and so it's just hit that right temperature to where it's not magnetic anymore and then just get hammered just bang the fucker out and just like extend the blade out because it's like with the triangle tip end so you'll like actually divot it and then you'll like flatten it out to try to like hit it further down extend the metal out and then eventually just figure out how to flatten it on the anvil and then you put the other end in um for at least doing exactly this where it's got like the corkscrew on the handle and that's where you just throw it in hit that and then you take the fucker over put it in like a vice and there's this um sort of metal latch thing like think of it's not a two by four obviously because it probably burn on like on like freaking molten shit but it just hooks in and then you just twist the fucker so like you can see the broad strokes of the twi of the corkscrew. That's when it was like hot, and then it got cold, or just we had to pause for a second and put it back in, and then it cooled, and that's where it got the tighter corkscrew. So like, so I think that like while you could easily make media content out of just like, hey, I'm here making shit with like just when got a whole bunch of fucking random scrap metal, and I'm just gonna like m melt the shit down and turn it into like pretty knives or some shit um one thing that i'm aware of having been an airbnb super host for a while is that airbnb is looking to be an experience place so i'm also sitting there thinking all righty if i put the shit together i could also just literally like because this is like two bucks to like buy one of these on amazon so like while the all the initial upfront cost of like getting all the equipment and like paying for like the heat source like the fuel i very easily could see like hey 
you pay us for like staying in one of the little Airbnb houses. And then you can also pay for the experience to literally make yourself your own fucking like, you know, letter opener or just your own train spike knife. It's like, come on in, sign a waiver. And in probably four hours or less, not guaranteed, let me think. Probably less than two hours. It So the experience would probably last less than two hours if it's like probably one person. But it'd probably be like a four-hour setup and cool down for like me running it. Because um, like you got to take time for the forge to heat up and then you also have to leave it out to let it cool down um, and just play clean up and shit. But that's one, that's one thing that like I took away from, from working with my uncle for like a couple months. Because um, I even like... I got it on the other end, but I made a hatchet out of just a piece of metal. Just like chalked it out, got a plasma cutter, just zinged it out, and then just took like an angle grinder to it and just like cleaned the fucker up and then took it to the next level to like just taking the fucker down. And then we got like paracore, like, you know that hiker uh, shoestring? No, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with that. It's just like really, it's a, it's paracord is what it's called, but it's this very high level cord. Um, that's just tough, and, like, you could use it for, like, most anything. It's not, like, climber's rope, but it's just high-grade shoelace, but more or less, for, like, lack of a better term, because um, it goes on hiking boots, so it's meant to go into the elements and, like, survive, not, like, you know, shoelaces for, like, just regular fucking running shoes. Like, you're going to sweat in them. You're not going to go out into the wild, blue yonder blue to the fucking mountains and have to do with, like, fraying bullshit, fraying nylon. But, like, we just, you know, just wrapped it around the handle, and now I've got myself a, a hatchet that I've made from, like, the ground up. That's very nice right there. No, it's... Like, and the only sad thing about this is you can see sort of it browning with, like, rust a bit. Right. Is that, like, the only thing that's, like, I needed to figure out better was just, like, coating it. Like, I, I wanted to do a powder coat, which is, like, you get this, like, think of baby powder. But it's, like, in this gun. And the gun is plugged into the wall for, like, powering it. But also it provides, like, an electric charge that lets the powder stick to the metal. And then you just throw it in the oven, like, at 450 for, like, 10 minutes. And it just clean. As opposed to like, you've have you ever like spray painted something? Yeah. And you do with things like just dribbling down, unless you do like that perfect cut. And so like, that just like just get, getting all that shit together. Just doing that with my uncle. Let me know two things. Let me know that I didn't want to keep working with him to make just knives, but it also gave me something that I where I was like, okay, I now know what it takes to make a knife which means i now know what it takes to make anything out of metal and he as because i come from a very like tough background on my dad's side in a way in terms of like how their mentality is and so my uncle the whole time was like have you done any research and i was like no because i like having a teacher and he's like i'm not here to teach more or less like so like he did teach obviously um but he's there. He's very much about like self-sustaining, as like as is a mindset that I guess I just genetically inherited too. So I'm just like, well, I can do the research, I can get the grocery list, and then I can make shit, and I can charge people to have me help them make shit. Very nice. So that's that's just where like that's where I'm at. Just all that shit, just like whirling around, waiting to like just have the space to do it, having more space to do shit, you know. Like everything's just. It's a matter of time, really. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. I guess the biggest thing is, like, you know, just depending on how much patience you have, you know. And me, I like to surround myself with people with patience, you know. Like, mm -hmm. 
you know, just, just be patient. It'll happen, you know. I don't, I don't. Or if you're patient, you're working at it long term. Like, I've been, like, I, my mom gave advice to, like, this young couple way back when I was a kid, and I just kept it in the back of my head until, like, you know, I could apply it having an income. Um, but she told this couple, it's like, put five bucks away into a savings account, like, a day. So what I did to just make that actually work with like an online bank account is that like every week I have $35 go away to a um, an account and I cannot at this time, and I wish they were sponsoring me, or wish I had sponsors at all, um, but VO Bank is a good online bank. They're a bitch and their app is like really low tech. They're a bitch and there's a whole bunch of shit to sort of go through with them, but they have interest rates that are like 2.4% right now for like a savings account, which is like two to could be even fucking three times more than anything you're going to get out of like any bank account these days so but if you just play that game of just if you have your lofty goal in mind and you sort of do the research as you obviously have done and you know find the grocery list that it takes to like make it fucking happen and you just have the patience to just you know patience to execute and develop something of a plan like what was it is the uh, life authoring program that Jordan Peterson has is people are like, will always delay on like writing out, like, like it's an, you could do it in 30 minutes, but like writing out what they want to do in the next five years. And people are always like trying to like do it perfect the first time. And he's like, how about you do this? How about the first time you, and he told his students this, he's like first draft, just write it badly. Like make that first draft, just write it and write and you are writing it badly just to like do something and now you have something to start with and make better and i think too many people are just always caught up on impatience or being too patient or just wanting the perfect jump when it's like it feels it feels so good to have incremental success on just buying the equipment like just having the mics in this in the side room like when i was buying this shit back like couple months like in the last like few months like going through summer just buying the shit and just like throwing it in this room is like it's there like the mics are there i just gotta wait on like these next three things two things one thing i now know that i can do it so like well like i said yeah everything's good to go i mean me personally like you know i appreciate the advice and everything like that uh, yeah. You let me know when you want this studio, basically. Like honestly, I will. Like honestly, yeah, I'm gonna I'm go straight home and uh, obviously spend some time with the lady first, and then mm-hmm. like, you know, um, get up in the morning and just talk to my homeboy. Hopefully, he's up right now. I could just like you know send him a message and run it by him, see what he says. Yeah. You know? So other than that, like you know, I you know it's funny I ran into you. Like I, I did tell him in a text form that like you know he didn't really hit me back up, but you know. Obviously, like, you know, my girlfriend was there, and she was just, like, you know, questioning, like, you know, what we were talking about. So I told her, you know, and I'm just like, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. And, like, obviously, I'll have a whole other hiccup and personally, but. Yeah, no, like, yeah. So it's just like, you know, one of the things is, like, you know, now that you've given us this opportunity, you know, like, yeah, I'm definitely going to contact him, like, just as soon as I leave here. And just, yeah. like, yo, man, how do you feel about this? And see, you know, when we can make that happen. Yeah, know? I think the thing you could probably definitely uh, pitch to him um depending on how his confidence may or may not waver like if he jumps all in then you know you're gonna you may very well have someone to help you with it but like be prepared to do all the work and i think you kind of know that like yeah it's like be prepared to do all the work because like you you sound like you're the one that wants to do it bad enough that you'll do all the work and 
that's kind of where like you reserve every ability to kind of you know say like I'm gonna be able to work and I'd love to have anyone and everyone including like your homeboy just on as often as you want to fucking be here because it's like like this mixer is 200 and you're hanging out with four guests but like I can tell you let me think because that computer's currently it's um you know how on your uh, on a do you, you know how you know how on a standard tower it has like the um the audio jacks in the front of it yes. but also on the back yes. when that um, PC was delivered to me uh, UPS dropped it so like on that side of it there's a glass panel and it was shattered I spent like two hours with like a vacuum tweezers and shit just cleaning glass out of it but then I also had like a local tech friend take a look at it and I'm trying to get my shipper my friend who built it for me to keep fighting with UPS because the video card is like bent and that sort of lets everyone and their mother know that that thing's got like a much shorter lifespan than it should and the video card was probably like the most expensive thing because like I think the mother the world was like 200 but like the video card was probably like over a thousand um and UPS needs to fucking replace their shit for breaking it um so but with it breaking and the glass being all in it the front panel as it would be called there was probably like a little shard of glass in there and when i turned it on and was running it and was testing out the audio jacks at some point it just fried some in some micro way or was maybe just got maybe was made by that by the manufacturer but like the front audio jack doesn't work so i have to plug this thing actually to the back of it so what i'm trying to get to is that well this mixer this 200 dollars mixer can only do four inputs um, I have yet to explore like these other things. What you can also do is get like Voice Meter Banana, which is a free um, mixer program on your computer. And what that allowed us to do on one of our first beta episodes, the beta one where it had Trent, uh, Tyler, Evan, myself, and Melanie, what we did with Voice Meter Banana is that it allowed us to have the um, this input for like taking care of one batch of audio, like this whole thing because um, this is it right here. This is what goes to the computer. But then we had my headset, which was USB plugged in, obviously, and we threw that in as a second input on the on the computer mixer with vo- the, voice, the voice meter banana mixer. And then you can throw that into the OBS. So the OBS will capture all the audio coming from voice meter. So all you got to worry about is like the webcam. Like This is getting way technical, but basically... No, 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 no. Trust me. I'm, I'm... Yeah. So what you can play is that you can have your four guests, four mics here, Alrighty, and then you can just have the a headset on someone or a USB mic effectively, and then you can actually have more than four guests. You just have to use Voice Meter Banana to do your mixing of the multiple inputs that you have. So it'll be able to capture like three external mics from like USB or the Realtek, the actual audio jack plugin. So you can have three different physical inputs, I believe, and then you just you know go to a source thing on OBS. For just voice meter output and it'll capture everything onto like one track or whatever so to speak i think that, i think that'll work so do, i think it would end up with voice meter being one point of input um i think that's how that would work i think there might be some there could, there could be some variants in there